following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And remember, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up will get $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Get more info on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together for another edition of the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We are heard on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also, Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. He just brought up John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders, will sit in with me throughout the show. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on everything sports. The state of soccer, Messi's uh, debut in Miami. The World Cup, which maybe it's a time change. It's in New Zealand, Australia. I'm not going to get into the U.S. women didn't sing the national anthem, but there's there's some disconnect on this World Cup. And John will give us his opinion. I talked about it last week. I'll watch U.S. I'll make an appointment or DVR it. I'm not getting up at 3 in the morning uh, to watch games. Uh, but there, there's something. And, and Fox is all over it. And they're in Sydney, right? And they're using their multiple channels. It, it's the middle of summer, which is pure soccer season. Because I look at the excitement of Messi's debut with Miami FC and how it just took over the internet and the soccer and sports nation in America with that unbelievable free kick. Yet the U.S. is playing to be the best team in the world again, and there's not a lot of vibe on it. And they are, are the politics from Rapino and others connected to it has that soured fans because you're wearing the red, white, and blue. And the first thing you see out of you know, the Netherlands game is that they're not singing the national anthem. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this. Other countries do sing the national We do it at sporting events, but is every person in the stand singing it? No. You're holding your hot dogs. You're hoping the jalapenos don't fall out of the cheese. All the players in line or in the dugout are, or standing on the steps aren't singing it. So I'm not going to point to one thing, but we'll talk about that. We'll get a Lions training camp update. Jamison Williams, oh my God, he dropped a couple of passes. He couldn't get open and one-on-ones. This dude's lost it. He's suspended for six games. James the Game Gemmel from 96-1, the game's flagship sister station. Wood said, oh my God, J-Mo's done. I'm not going to panic on training camp. I'm going to tell you right now. You can read way too much into it, and most times not enough. Because the year the Lions went winless, they were undefeated in preseason football. (laughs) 
That's all, that's all you need to know. Oh, go off. His arm doesn't look as strong. Really? Are you there standing with him? Oh, but I saw the video from DetroitLions.com. I think he's going to struggle against the Bears secondary. Really? We're not even to August yet. If I hear anything more about the running backs are being ostracized in the NFL. They're forming a little union. RBU. I mean, this is just crazy. Twitter has created its nonstop drama. It is. Well, I, I go to Twitter for pure sports, people will tell me. Really? What's pure sports? I will say the one thing I did see on Twitter, which is interesting, when I saw the ACC cut a deal with the CW Network for football games beyond their big network partner deal with ESPN, CW, which I, I don't even know where it's at on my cable channel system, that I said, you know, Florida State and Clemson aren't going to stick around for this. And now there's a big buzz that Florida State and Washington, maybe even Oregon and Clemson could be joining the, it'll be the big what? 400. The big, the big 400 football is live on Peacock. I, there's going to be three power conferences, the Pac-9, whatever's left now, with Colorado going to the Big 12, Arizona's close. ACC, they're going to, it's going to be, the Big 12 did a good job of saving themselves when it looked like after they lost Oklahoma and Texas, right? And they added Cincinnati and they had some decent markets and they got prime and, uh, well, it's prime now. It's not prime time anymore. It's just prime. They got Deion Sanders in Colorado and I think it's going to be the power three. It's all a money grab. Because you're saying to yourself, if you're Florida State and Clemson and the other schools, SEC, Big Ten, uh, we'll go with those two deals. Those schools are getting 30 to 40, 50 million more each year than you are. Eventually, you're not going to keep up with the Joneses, right? You're not, John. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm kind of against college football right now, to be honest. You think it's getting too NFL-like? Uh, at least the NFL tells you they're professional. I, I mean, college football is professional sports. Like the the student athlete moniker that's been used for my whole lifetime is a complete joke. None of those guys playing Division One football are student athletes. They're working for the university, and the university's making a lot of money off of them. And I know they get a scholarship, and trust me, I'd love for that for my own kids, but I think the return on the investment is definitely being paid out to the universities and these you know, huge schools are making hand over fist money off of these kids. And that's what it is. It is what it is. It's, I think you're going to get a, a union with college players soon, right? Where they're going to get health benefits. If, if an owner, which would be a school, for instance, I think with that new deal with, gosh, it's Peacock, it's NBC, it's CBS, it's Fox, right? I think it's the multi-platforms. I, I want to say it's like $1.7 billion a year. That's adding USC and UCLA next year. So I, I think that comes down to like $70 million per school, 68. Don't quote me. I'm in the ballpark. So you're, you're going to say you're a football program, which is largely responsible for everything, but I'll say $10 million a year. We'll, we'll get basketball, men's basketball that much. And you're sitting there wondering, I'm not getting a dime. I'm getting an education, which can be worth, you know, 300 grand at Michigan or, you know, Northwestern even more. Uh, Lord knows how that's going to shake out there. There's going to be a union. And we used to laugh at that, ironically, when Northwestern, and they were talking about 
unionized. Yeah, like five to ten years ago. I yeah. That. And, and there's too much money. I, I think the day is coming that you're going to go to that school, that the school is going to sell their, like they farm out a cleaning service. That's not a, a school employee. And you're going to work for that. You're still going to go to school there. But uh, a service, a company is going to own the rights, is going to do the NIL payments, and they're going to profit share with you. So you don't have to do anything. And that's the way you could avoid Title IX as well, because then it's not under the school athletic department, because that's the next big storm when you have a college with all the NIO money. Like Ishbia had to stop because of the conflict of interest in owning the Phoenix Suns in the NBA. That a women's sports could say, wait a minute, why are the football players getting all this? And we're not getting anything. You know that's coming. And I believe, think about this privatization of college football, that there are groups that own it, that then pay the school, keep the tickets, do a revenue share, provide the employees everywhere. Michigan State doesn't have to put out any money, yet they share in the revenue. No cash put out. And, and you hire, you, you, like buses, you know, Dean Transportation. Schools used to own all their buses. Some districts still do. My, you know, most districts now you'll see uh, a private bus company or prison guards are under a private umbrella instead of the state umbrella. It's everywhere. I, I don't think it's crazy. It's definitely not amateur athletics anymore. It isn't. I, I, now you're hearing a lot of kids say, hey, I just enjoy playing club sports at a school. Because that's what amateur athletics used to be, right? It's a full-time job. If you're a Division One athlete, and especially if you're a Division One football player, that's a full-time job where you every day you have to perform or your head coach gets fired. And it's it's very cutthroat. And people who still fall in love with it's, oh, it's college athletics. It's not college athletics anymore. It's pro athletics at the college level. Yeah. And who's to say that the NFL doesn't partner with these colleges? And all of a sudden, they take control of the, you know, 50 biggest programs, right? I, I, where anybody can make a buck, they'll figure out how to. And the schools are making so much money right now. That's why Florida State and Clemson are sitting there in the ACC going, hmm, or Washington, Oregon. Now, Oregon doesn't deliver a major TV market. They have Portland. But you have Phil Knight and Nike and their connection to schools and the money and how they could you know, cut financial deals with the Big Ten if they join. Washington brings you Seattle. Florida State gives you Tampa and Northern Florida, which is, you know, include Jacksonville maybe to a point. You got Gainesville on that side. But they give you Tampa. I think they're a split market with Florida, Florida State. And then you get Clemson is the one that, yeah, they have a big football name, but they their biggest market might be Charleston, South Carolina, they don't give you that TV market for your Big Ten network. So would all their minor sports be in the Big Ten, too? Yes. How are, how are they going to afford the travel? Uh, you look at UCLA and USC. It's crazy. I don't know. I, I don't. First of all, I don't know how those kids go to class. Second of all, I don't know how they afford the travel. The travel is going to be for, the, for football that they'll spend the money. But for the minor sports, men's soccer, I just don't see them spending that money to travel. You know, for all the money spent already uh, with previous TV deals with 112000 at the big house or the 100000 plus at the shoe, 
Do you know that Ohio State and Michigan, because they have to support the other athletic programs, usually finish around breaking even? That's it. With all the money they make. So if you can separate that, and again, I don't know all the legal ramifications of being private, but if you separate that and you don't have to fall under Title IX, then the other sports have to stand on their own merit. And that, how, how does a Mac school, when we look at this evolution of college football we're seeing, the Mac schools need to go down and go to that football subdivision where there'd be playoff games sure. in late November, early December in Mount Pleasant or Kalamazoo or Ypsilanti. You see where I'm coming from? Oh, yeah. Where their fans would show up for that? It's a playoff game. You're playing for a... Well, what Division One AA used to be, so it's football subdivision, whatever they call it now, right? It's not AA anymore? I think they call it something else. They call it Championship Series, maybe. Okay. FCS. Yeah. They, they, they named it some other name. It's basically like Appalachian State. and like yeah, Well, you know, it, it'd be like the Illinois States, okay. the Montanas. Yeah. Uh, the Montana States, the... But that's just football, right? Because football, yeah, and they play. They, they'll yeah. play D one on the other side. Yeah, okay, okay. So, and and that's where Western still could play D one basketball. Yeah, D one other sports, but for football, they go down to football subdivision. Then they still could get their payday games. But yeah, you have to think though. Here is another thing, John: all the payday games for the Mac schools with these conferences expanding with TV uh, network executives not wanting Central Michigan, but they want Michigan Washington. You're going to start playing those schools in your conference more than the cupcake games. True. So the smaller programs are going to have a hard time scheduling people. Exactly. And think about what, if it gets to the big three (laughs) and there's no Notre Dame and they don't join because with the expanded college football playoff to 12 teams. Notre Dame will never never, join. Now now with the expansion, it it eliminates, if they would have kept it at just um, four teams, I think Notre Dame would have gave in and joined. You think so? Eventually one day. I don't think they're ever good enough to win a conference, though. Like, no. And I'm a Notre Dame fan. Like, I, I think that the only opportunity they have is to play a cupcake you know, Navy, Army, Air Force schedule and, and be undefeated or have one loss and then make the playoffs. I think if they join the Big Ten, Notre Dame's middle of the pack. Eight and four team all the time. Yeah, because then they're never going to make the playoffs. That's why it now expanded to 12, so they won't go in. But as these conferences expand, and you're a network, or network's plural, and you're doling out $1.7 billion, hey, you don't want to see uh, East Carolina, Michigan. <laughs> right? No. You don't want that game. No. You don't want uh, Connecticut, Michigan. You don't want Akron, Michigan State. You want big games. And I don't want to hear about coaches complaining, well, we need, you know, no. No, no, no. Because of a college football playoff committee, you get rewarded for playing quality teams, even if you don't win, just like you do with Michigan high school football. Michigan high school football rewards in their playoffs points for smaller schools playing a bigger school. Even if you lose, you'll get points. I love how for 20 years of my life, they talked about never having a playoff. And then the next 20 years, it was about how great the four-team playoff is. And now it's going to be about, you know, the 12-team playoff. And sooner sooner or later, we're going to have an, a 64-team, you know, playoff for football. And if it makes money, that's what's going to happen. Football will start in August and end in May. How many uh, teams are in the D1 NCAA tournament? Is it 64? 
for soccer? Soccer. No, I, I got to look. It's changed over the years. I want to say it's in the 40s, though. Yeah, so it's grown a little bit. Yeah, it's grown. It's just like all the sports. I mean, whenever there's money involved, if you can add more teams and... Well, they got to figure out a way. I know me and you have talked about it. Also, the Baronis in studio and John Conlon. Uh, he knows soccer. He knows sports in studio with us today. We'll get to the Women's World Cup and Messi in Miami and the state of soccer later in the broadcast. But the NCAA, with the growth of soccer in this country, they have a chance to build up to build up some fan attendance and interest in college soccer. You'd they really so. do. You'd hope so, but there's a lot of things that need to change for that to happen. Like what would have to change? Well, number one, men's soccer being in the fall and competing against football is just... Why not move it to the spring then? There's talk of having a split season where you have you know a handful of games in the fall and then a handful of games in the spring. and you Love it. And, and that's been brought up multiple times and brought to committee with the NCAA. But once again, it comes down to dollars, right? The longer you spread out the season, the more money you're spending. And so... I mean, soccer's an afterthought. It's Why not, not just move it to spring? Yeah, I mean, you deal with other issues in the spring. You deal with weather. Um, I mean, obviously in the north now we've got tons of turf fields, so it's not as big a deal. But um, it's definitely easier to go from warm weather to cold than it is from cold to warm. That's, you know, you deal with April being completely wet fields and it's cold and the conditions are terrible. It's just not great for yeah, I look at the, they built up the Frozen Four. They've done a good job marketing that from where it was, and I still think the soccer. I think they call it the NCAA Cup now or something. Yeah, yep. There, there's still there's still another level to marketing, and I agree with you. Keep it away from football. You have to. I mean, I I, I don't know how else you survive. Do uh, they do that because of the club setup? Is that why the NCAA won't move it? I, I honestly have no idea. The club setup's all over the place, too, so I'm not exactly sure why they haven't. I mean, honestly, like I think if you had both in the spring, that would make some sense. But once again, you deal with weather, and maybe it goes into the summer, the college season. Yeah, I, I just I think you get more attendance. You get fans who come down and tailgate on a Saturday for Michigan-Michigan State soccer, right, than, than you would in a fall game where you're not going to play on a Saturday because of college football. Yeah, or you're going to play away, and it's going to be a nondescript game. I think where the you're big, not drawn anymore. I think the biggest issue is travel. Like you know, I I know people go to Notre Dame football games who are from California, right? But you don't hear about people flying from California to come watch Notre Dame soccer. Game. No, it's so with soccer, it's all going to be regionally based. It's going to be based on the population of the town you're in, the city you're in, and you know, obviously, big rivalries will produce you know bigger crowds, but. Uh, soccer's just still a ways off. Well, yeah, and there's no development of stars. We see stars in college basketball and college football, even college baseball to a point, and even uh, college hockey. But most people couldn't name, uh, you know, nationally, couldn't name one great college soccer player outside of the soccer community, right? That's very true. I mean, it's never on primetime, right? Like, it's never, it's, there's not like Friday night games. It's on the Big Ten network if you're watching the Big Ten, and it's Sunday afternoon at 1 when the NFL's on. So it's like, how do you how do you compete? That's I think it's very difficult. John Conlon, uh, he is one of our soccer insiders. He knows soccer. He knows sports in studio today. We have a lot to get to. Uh, Major League Baseball trading deadline is August 1st now. I didn't know that until earlier today. It used to be. July 31st at midnight, it's tomorrow. Bob Nightingale, USA Today, says the Tigers will trade uh, Lorenzen and Rodriguez. They're just waiting for uh, the highest bidders. And as I posted 
on the Huge Show Facebook page, when does the re 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 rebuild end? I didn't know the Tigers were still a, an organization. Well, Are they're they in only, the majors still? <laughs> because the AL Central is the worst division in baseball, even after losing two out of three against the Marlins, and it was cool to see Miggy back where it started and how they treated him down in Miami, but the Tigers are only six and a half out, even after losing two out of three uh, down in Miami. But here, here's your delicate situation, that if you dump Rodriguez, and I know he has an option at the end of the year and he could walk, you dump Lorenzen, you're sending a message that, hey, next year we're going to get some prospects and we're going to bring up some minor leaguers or we're going to start the year and we, we could be two years away. It's going to be 2024 next year. Are, are you talking, you're, you're nearing, and I like what I've seen from the Tigers with some of the young guys, and I like Scott Harris, the new team president, but you're talking about, a, are, are we nearing a 10-year rebuild? 2006, wasn't that when they went? Well, that, they, that's when it began. In 2014, it kind of started to fade. Yeah. 2015. So you're, you're in that nine, 10-year rebuild. So you're going to trade away all these guys. And you're going to give away, not give away, but you're going to get all young prospects. And you're going to do what? And no veterans then are going to come to you because you're so young. But then Rodriguez isn't going to stay. It's like Shohei Otani. Wait, Who's, did the Ford family take over the Tigers? No. This is kind of like the Lions. Chris Illich isn't his dad. Yeah. Good his point. dad would add big names to Rodriguez or Lorenz and not trade them away. That's a difference. Got to spend money to win. He runs it like a business. Okay, uh, Chris does, and he's a good guy. Mike ran it like a hobby. He, and, he won, and he won. Made it, yeah, <laughs> and made his money, you know, with the wings, with pizza, and everything else. So I, at, at one point, well, we're going to get the young uh, arms and bats. We heard that last spring. So next spring, you're going to hear we're going to get. Oh, we got, we got four guys down on the farm ready. What year do you contend again? Because you were given a gift this year. Of a god-awful AL Central, they're still only six and a half back. And by giving away, not again, trading, I'm not going to say giving, by trading away your top two pitchers, you're saying season over. But we're going to go spend some money. So Scott Harris told me that he had, you know, as part of the deal that he could spend money. You can, you can offer money, but veterans aren't going to come to a spot where you have no chance of winning. It's like Shohei Otani. The Angels are back in the race, or Padres were going to have a fire sale. They're back in a playoff run. And Otani's worth, you know, $800 million. <laughs> He's He is a living Babe Ruth. It's unreal. He is the most dynamic. Tiger splashing, obviously. You had a great poll, which we'll get to later on your personal Facebook page yesterday about the great comparisons of... Yeah, I'm just a nerd. Well, no, no, but I I like that. And I think we'll take it even into the state of Michigan, who you would take. We'll do that coming up. It was really cool because you look at Otani, and I'm like, okay, who in baseball? Yeah, McGuire-Sosa race was awesome. Uh, I Griffey Jr., right? Loved to swing Bonds. Griffey and Bonds. But what, what Otani did in Detroit, the one hitter in game one, two <laughs> bombs in game two. It's okay, disgusting. that is, it is unheard of. It's, it's Babe Ruthian. Yeah. If I can say that. But, you know, Babe was, 
you know, hitting 40-mile-an-hour fastballs. And, and drinking a case of beer every night. A case of beer and smoking cigars between at-bats <laughs> with two blondes on his lap in the dugout. Yeah, you can't. Otani's not going to match that. He's not going to match Otani that. Otani just has one of the greatest swings. He's a beast on the mound. He's competitive. You watch that in the Baseball World Cup. Uh, I just I, I love watching the guy. He's Michael in his prime. He's Tiger. He's uh, you know those guys you were talking Gretzky Lemieux. It's watching Tyson. It, it's, it's Ali. That, that's what I think Otani is. I really do. He's in that elite generational player. Just you're good luck ever finding anybody like that. And then people will be like, hey, what about that kid from Cedar that can pitch with both arms? I'm like. Okay, you're ambidextrous, which a lot of you are stunned I even know that word. I want to thank you. That's John bringing his educational <laughs> background and gift to the studio. But Otani is, I, I, I look every day to see if there's a way for me to see his swings, his highlights, what he did. Uh, and there's no one in baseball right now that is even even near, even in the ballpark. Why do you think it is that there has not been a pitcher slash hitter like that? Is it just because the way kids are trained when they're younger? No, I think it's baseball. It's American baseball yeah. that they like. Oh no, you can't You're do one both. Or the other. You gotta, yeah. That's why we got the DH. <laughs> You're gonna, you gotta, you gotta stay fresh. Because think about Otani. I heard Dan Dickerson talking about this on the Tigers Radio Network when I was listening last week on our flagship station, ninety six one. The game. I forget who was doing color with him that day. It wasn't Price, but he said Otani never gets a day off. Really? Uh, think about this. That yeah. he, other pitchers pitch, get four days off. They do their running, their long throws, all this. He pitches. He hits when he pitches. <laughs> he doesn't take that off. And he, and then he DHs every other game, which means you still got to swing down in the tunnel and the cages. You're stretching. You're running a little bit in the uh, under stadium areas. He doesn't, and once in a while he'll get a uh, getaway Thursday off or something. You would think that later in his career he probably has to go one way or the other, don't you think? I mean, sooner or later your body breaks down, like you can't, he won't be able to play. But I think this, okay, day. so someone who has $800 million at $100 million a year over eight years, and you get a two way player for $50 million each, 50 for the pitcher, $50 million for the hitter. <laughs> Uh, that's that's market value money, and you say you, it's like Miggy's deal, right? He didn't earn it on the backside, but he really earned it on the front side. Emmett Smith had those type of deals where I call them the thank you contracts, where they know they're overpaying, but gosh, win us a championship and it's worth it, right? True. If I'm the Angels, I give them a billion dollars. I, I think over the course of ten years. He would be, if he plays seven, the people, the gear, the TV ratings, everything that I, I think you double your money. He's kind of that guy who's going to bring baseball back. You finally have somebody who's bigger than the game. It's been a long time. Judge, Judge had a year last year like that, right? Yeah, but I don't think even since like Griffey and Bonds have you had no like guys that people just have to turn on the TV to watch. And, and what's the common denominator? Even Babe Ruth. Something about a lefty yeah. in the swing of baseball, right? Whether it's power, which you mentioned, Griffey Jr., Bonds, Shohei, Tony Gwynn. I, I was seeing some stats that Tony Gwynn, like against the greatest pitchers who were all Hall of Famers, struck out like 43 times combined against like <laughs> Schmoltz, Clemens, right? All, all these guys. 
he put his bat on every oh, ball. Oh, he was awesome. All right, so we're going to get I love your poll about the greatest uh, we'll touch. And then I want to take it to uh, the state of Michigan. We'll get to the World Cup. Uh, Lions training camp. More on the Tigers. Baseball trade deadline tomorrow. John Conlon. He is a head soccer coach at Byron Center High School here on the west side of the state, just south of Grand Rapids. He's going to be a sports dad in the fall and watch his son Brody play for Giuseppe Baroni, one of his former players at East Kentwood High School, which is a perennial high school football, uh, basketball, hockey, track, and also soccer power. So, John, in studio, if you have a soccer comment or question, uh, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for Matt Golden and his team at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. They just got exciting news. Tullymore once again has been ranked as one of America's top 100 greatest public golf courses by Golf Digest. Number 73 in America. And you can experience Tullymore if you've never played before. You need to get up there. There's a Tullymore Golf Course, St. Ives, 36 holes, great stay and play accommodations. Or if if you just want to book a tea time, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. You can book a tea time for this summer, stay and play package throughout the end of the year, or even look ahead to 2024. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. And congrats to everybody at Tullymore for being named one of America's top 100 greatest public golf courses by Golf Digest. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up. And right now, new customers who use code HUGE when they sign up will get $150 in bonus bets instantly for just a $5 bet on any sport. Use code HUGE. When you sign up, John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders, he knows soccer and sports in studio. We'll get to the Women's World Cup. I don't know if they look like they're the best in the tournament. You've been telling me for a while, last couple of years, that the world was catching up uh, to the women who have dominated, gosh, you know, since the late 90s, right? Very evident in the Netherlands game the other day, for sure. I mean, I thought... To be honest, I thought the Netherlands outplayed the U.S. a lot of the game. The U.S. had a better second half. Uh, But you're starting to see, I mean, I think the World Cup, you know, 12 years ago, legitimately were four teams that could win it. Now I think there's eight, eight to ten. And the U.S. is not, I mean, they're the favorite. They're the betting favorite based on the things I've seen in Vegas. But I think if you talk to people in the soccer world, they'd put probably England as the favorite. You know, the one thing that's happened that, hasn't happened in America where I think has given uh, the rest of soccer in the FIFA world a chance to catch up is that a lot of these big name storied soccer teams uh, have set up women's teams or academies at their facilities and that's allowing a quicker pace and MLS has not partnered uh, with women's soccer it's still MLS next is uh, boys and I, I, I don't understand why every MLS franchise didn't develop a women's franchise similar to how the WNBA started. And I know they branched out on their own in places like Vegas, but it's tough to sustain it by itself. I'm not being sexist for a women's sport on its own professionally in America is a very tough road. Well, this is our fourth, I believe it's our fourth professional league. Three of them failed. And this one is having some success, having decent attendance, but the MLS has to fix itself first and grow itself before it can focus on the women's side. Like, the, you know, it's obviously becoming a better league now with Messi and some of the top players in the world coming here at the end of their career. But we're not, you know, and we're not a top four league in the world. We're not the Premiership. We're not the Serie A. So. Well, where, where does the MLS rank with other pro soccer leagues in the world? <laughs> it's hard to say now with all the Saudi Arabian leagues and all the money that's, I mean, I, I it's really Did hard. Messi turned down $100 million a year? Was that, I, again, you don't know what's real, yeah, but they said knows? two years, $200 million. To go play in Saudi Arabia? Who knows? But, I mean, it's like the live golf, right? Like, yeah, you're making a lot of money, but you're never heard from again. Um, I, I Like, Ronaldo, you're not hearing much about him right now, and he is at the end of his career. I think if you're talking about him still being a marketing uh, wizard, if you will, being in the U.S. would have been better for Ronaldo. Uh, do you think he's coming to the U.S.? I do. I, I, I After Saudi? I really think Ronaldo will play until he can't play anymore. Like, I think he's that type of competitor. He seems like a New York. Like, New York doesn't have that huge soccer name right now. He, I, as big as Messi is, and I think Messi's a better player, but I think Ronaldo um, would be huge in terms of marketing the L. Bigger personality? He's a bigger personality. He's, you know, loved by women. I mean, he is a very good looking guy. He, 
you know, yeah, Matt, we have a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> Messi is very quiet when it comes to interviews. Ronaldo has a huge personality and will give you his thoughts. Like, I just think there's a lot of things that fall in Ronaldo's lap if he comes to the U.S. Yeah, how about Messi and that free kick? He's ridiculous. I mean, I you know, I, it's hard for me to argue. I honestly think he's probably the best player of all time now. I think you could make that argument. Um, he definitely does things I've never seen players do. Well, and what's, a, what's the number one thing he does that other players can't do that you've never seen? Uh, I mean, take on eight guys when he gets the ball, <laughs> like literally. And there's nothing you are talking to eight world-class defenders and he dribbles through them like they're standing still. And then he gets a shot off so quick that the goalkeeper can't react. I mean, he's, 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 he's Barry Sanders. He's playing a different game than everybody else. He's, he's doing things that players have never done. He's got all the ability that Pele and Maradona and all the great ones have had. And he's just different. He's, he's different. I don't know how to say it. And we'll talk more about the Women's World Cup and the state of soccer in the U.S. John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders, joining us in studio, head coach for the Byron Center Girls Program, and he'll be a sports dad watching his son Brody uh, back on the pitch for Giuseppe, or his son Brody, with the Baronis. i got to get all that uh, correct there with Giuseppe Baroni, coaching East Kenwood High School uh, here on the west side of the state. You have a soccer comment or question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. I do have a message from my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can get that winning feeling with money lines, props, parlays, and more. You can bet on your favorite sports, soccer, baseball, even the Women's World Cup, and take a shot at huge wins. New customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up can score $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on anything. Plus, all customers can take their winnings to the next level with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place your parlay by combining multiple bets from a single game for a shot at even a bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up and new customers will score that $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on anything. That's code HUGE when you sign up. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. We'll have more with John Conlon in studio. Busy Monday afternoon from Lions training camp to the Tigers to the Major League Baseball trade deadline to expansion in the Big Ten. Is it a reality even beyond USC and UCLA and also the Women's World Cup? Like I said, comments add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and on the Mercantile Bank listener line, one 838 huge Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more.
Van Andel Institute Purple Community is celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Pure Bar on the Blue Bridge, where you can experience a unique Pure Bar class taught by world-class instructors on Grand Rapids' iconic Blue Bridge. Check-in begins on Wednesday, September 6th at 7 p.m. The class will start at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are 25 bucks, and all proceeds from the event support Van Andel Institute's biomedical research and education activities. Wednesday, September 6th is the date. Get more info at VAI.org. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Hey, this is Matt Shepard from the Michigan Sports Network. I love summers in Michigan because it means golf season. Now, two things always when I go golfing. I make sure I got my sticks, and I've got plenty of cold, fresh Labatt Blue Light. Whether I've just squeezed in 18 holes or I just want to relax on the patio after a long day, everywhere I go, and I'm serious when I tell you this, I tell people about the smooth, genuine taste of Labatt Blue Light. It's just a great beer. Michigan Sports Network is giving you a chance to win a foursome to Michigan's best courses. Just listen weekdays to the huge show and x's and bros or just text golf to 21,000 to enter that's golf to 21,000 the trip includes two overnight stays and two rounds of golf all brought to you by my friends at labat blue light so grab a labat blue light the next time you head out onto the course and enjoy the blue skies because blue is for michigan summers and great times always enjoy responsibly copyright 2023 labat usa buffalo new york all rights reserved labat is a registered u.s trademark of labat brewing company ltd you're listening to the huge show on the michigan sports network show is back live across Michigan on the Moneyline Monday, presented by our friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure you download the app. Use code HUGE when you sign up, and you'll get $150 in bonus bets for just a $5 bet on anything. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We do have our Budweiser Codes of Honor Limited Edition cans. Huge question of the day. Should the Tigers sell everything they can and you're fine if they're not a contender for years? I just want to hear from the fans. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on... The Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. Local decision makers, local team members who are part of your community. So you can join in on that huge question of the day. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Also, my good friend Johnny Brand Sr. and Sandy Brand wanted me to remind everybody that all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills, 
their happy hour drink specials twice a day, three until six and nine until close every day of the week at all brands locations. 325 domestic bottles, glass of house wine, well shot, 299 20-ounce domestic drafts, and 499 14-ounce select craft drafts. Twice a day, two happy hours a day, 3 until 6 p.m. and 9 until close, every day of the week at all brands. Steakhouse and Grills, you'll find a brands in Bay City, brands in Caledonia, brands in Holland, Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown GR, and Mike Brand Sr. has the brands in Cascade. Now, if you miss any of our interviews, huge opinions, hours, or full shows, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. That would be Podbean and more. Just search The Huge Show. Big. Bad. Huge. following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the Huge Show across Michigan. And remember, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up will get $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Get more info on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is hour number two on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. He's just showing me his next vacation. He's like a fireman. He works one week. He gets one week off. He's going out to Colorado to golf Breckenridge. 27 holes. Highest elevation on the golf course, Conlon. 9,300 feet. I'm jealous. Man. Looking 9,300, only 270 for nine or for 27 holes, not nine holes. Hey, how much is it? It's going to be $710 to play. Yeah, so he's going out there. It's nice of him. I appreciate his week on, week off mantra. (laughs) It's not like I have, you got to take vacation. I mean, you're a teacher. Yes. You live for the summers. Yes. You do. That's why a lot of, would you say out of, all the teachers you work, you know, say names. Right. Out of all the teachers you've worked with or currently work with, what's the percentage that became a teacher, A, for their love of children? I get that. But the second thing was summers off. I think it's for the huge salary we get. That was going to be number three, John. But you, <laughs> as Meatloaf once said, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, yeah, summers are they're a nice thing. It is. I, I'm telling you. How come teachers aren't the only ones? But again, you guys do God's work with those children and you're not making a ton of money. So I'm not going to downplay that. 
So Superfly, enjoy Breckenridge. That'll be nice. I get three more days with Zane, which at least now I'm getting mental health pay uh, during that time through uh, Michigan.org.org mental health uh, workplace uh, help. So it's... Uh, Wait, Zane's your replacement? Yeah, Zane comes Last in. time I was in here with him, I couldn't get in word in edgewise with you two. I think I had one comment over like two hours. I don't even know what you guys are talking about half the time. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. I. I'll look up and the show's over. What'd you guys talk about? We just argued and that's it. Sounds about right. Uh, yeah, so there'll be three more days with Zane. It'll be a Netflix documentary. I'm putting it together with <laughs> Brian Presley out of Montana, who uh, did the movie Touchback. His production company did that. He did. I, we just recorded before the show. His son is a hotshot high school player. They moved from Southern California to Montana for uh, quality of life, and he's a movie producer and actor. And his son's six three, two hundred, getting recruited by Oregon. So he does these hype videos every year for his kid since his kid has been like ten. And I record him for him. That's cool. Because, yeah, because he's a movie guy. And he can get me in movies. He's asked me to star in movies and everything. But I just, I, I'm committed to my radio show right now. I'll get you in a movie. We could do, what, what's a good soccer movie we could do? Uh, I mean, has there been a good Did soccer? I play Messi? <laughs> hey, Sylvester Stallone was in a soccer movie as a goalkeeper. Was that the prison movie? Yeah, back in it's World War II. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It was that Stallone. Victory. He was a goalkeeper. Are you kidding me? If Stallone can be in a soccer movie, Bill, you can be the star of a soccer movie. First off, a goalkeeper, that Stallone, that's the only... The only position they could have trained oh, him. Oh, yeah, there's no way. Pele was in that, too. And Pele was it, in that. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's like the only soccer movie of my lifetime, and anyone who actually is a soccer fan has seen Victory. So what's the top three soccer movies? Victory, Victory, and Victory. One, two, and three. I did catch one the other day on Netflix. What was it? What's the one with, with Dickas in it with Will Ferrell? <laughs> oh, uh, kicking and screaming! Kicking yeah, I will tell you that's that's a great movie. That is, and and that Will, is so fun. That's just a comedy. Will Ferrell actually got into a professional game and played a little bit. Like it was a friendly, obviously, but he wasn't a bad athlete. No, he's done that with uh, like spring training with the yeah, A's he's or not the a Angels. Terrible athlete. No, but kicking and screaming was when, when they hired Dick to coach. But, I mean, Stallone's five foot like eight or something, and they put him in goal. It wasn't too realistic. I did see on Paramount. I, I watched one of the episodes of about Stallone and his family, and his wife and daughters are just stunning. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Then it showed, but the best one I watched was Stallone was having lunch with Pacino. And they're at a pizza joint in, in California. Mm. And they're sitting there outside on the patio. Can you imagine coming up on that? Pacino, <laughs> Pacino, who just had a baby with a woman who's in her 20s, I think. And uh, Pacino and Stallone. That is phenomenal. Pacino's a legend. So it's just, is there any other good recommended soccer movie if somebody comes across it that you would put? No, honestly. Then they like Beckham? I never saw it, honestly. That's more of a girl movie. Yeah, there was not, there has not been a great soccer. One of the best ones I I saw, and it wasn't a movie, it was just Zinedine Zidane, who is the French player, probably one of the best midfielders of all time. They followed him with like an old school like camera and up close, and so it shows him throughout the game and like you know how he's talking. And that was before we had all this reality stuff, right? Right, right. and that's a fan. If you're a soccer fan, it's fantastic. But there's not. I don't think this is a pick me up movie, but wasn't alive those soccer players? 
Yeah, that's not that's not a pick me up. No, that's not they, a pick they, me up. Movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Didn't I, they eat each other? I, not, that's why you brought <laughs> Bill, it up. Thanks I for bringing that one up. I didn't want to. Even, <laughs> hey, if you look at it, get the kids together. You're looking for a good <laughs> soccer movie. You're selling all your baseball uh, hands on hey, soccer right yeah, now. Right. Yeah, get it, watch it live, uh, especially if you have any fear of flying. Yeah, they all died, by the way. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> they eat each other. <laughs> I think they did. Let's go. Let's go. I think they ate each other. Hi, Bill Simons, along with John Conlon. Welcome back to. Coverage of MLS soccer. John, what's your soccer pick of the week? I'll go with the live, Bill. They all ate each other. <laughs> that or kicking and screaming. So Those are the officially two that title really didn't fit. No. Okay. <laughs> I think one guy survived, honestly. Kicking and screaming. What was the other? There was... No, that was Little Giants was the football one. Was that with Farrell, too? I, I think... I no, that wasn't with Farrell? Yeah. The, I, there hasn't... I've watched some great soccer documentaries. Maradona in Mexico... It was hilarious. When he's coaching? Yeah, oh my God. Was that unbelievable? That was oh on Netflix, my goodness. He was so high on that. Are you kidding oh me? Like, Lord. I don't even know how they legally allowed him to coach. It's he, Mexico. He, it's Mexico. He was smoking cocaine before oh the game. Oh my Lord. That was so entertaining. <laughs> and he's out there. And he's, he's like 65 trying to hop in with the guys. And, you know, he's still brilliant, but come on. Yeah. He, he looked like, when he took off his shirt, he looked like me on the beach over there in Holland. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was so entertaining. I know it wasn't scripted. No, 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 no. And he lasted all of nine months there, too. I think. Yeah, there's been some good soccer documentaries. There, there really have. Uh, so, But uh, I will go kick it and scream and stay away from Alive unless you've watched it. <laughs> Victory's a great movie. Yeah, i got to watch that. Yeah. I think I've watched it before because Paley didn't have a lot of lines, did he? No, but he, he hits a bicycle kick in it and he juggles a, an orange and... Uh, there's one scene where he walks in and he races the coach's board and, and says, I go here, 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 here. And he's just, yeah, he doesn't have any. I think it was at Columbia or Argentina. I was watching the Women's World Cup. Close to the end, uh, a lady did a bicycle kick that almost caught the goalkeeper off guard. It was a tight game, was it? Gosh, was it maybe it was Jamaica I watched the other day or something? It was, it was a tight game. Argentina might have been. 90% of the time, like that type of kick is completely useless, but it's exciting for the fans. Oh, it's, I, I think it's, a, it's the best thing in sports. You know, one thing, John, when I you know, talked to you last weekend about coming in and talking about the Women's World Cup, and we'll get to the Portugal matchup in a moment, that uh, you put out that poll on your personal Facebook page, and, we, and you went back and forth with the greatest. Right. And you had messy... Or Ronaldo. Well, I kind of tried to match up guys. Of the Eras, same. right? Yeah, Eras, for the right. most part. Or the ones that I hear people compare all the time. Like that poll that I created actually started. I was watching Djokovic in the semifinal, and I've always been a huge Federer uh, guy in tennis. And I was walking, watching Djokovic and saying, he, he might be better than Federer. And I think that's a fair debate. And I never thought anyone would be better than Federer. I mean, I think you... Every sport, you could have arguments like that. I think, obviously, the Jordan-LeBron debate is the one that everyone gets hung up on. But, you know, I think you could have that argument. I, I, I will tell you this. The one team I put on there, I don't know if you saw that. It was the 2007 Patriots versus the 85 Bears. I've never seen a better team than the 85 Bears. And I will say that for the rest I of my life. I agree with you. There was, a, there was a lot on what you said. So, and, and John put this out yesterday, and I, I found it. Very interesting. Who do you prefer, Gretzky or Lemieux? Jordan or LeBron? Uh, Habib or St. Pierre? Uh, Bonds or Griffey Jr.? Tyson or Ali? 
The Tyson or Ali one, I'm probably like the only person that thinks Ali or Tyson would win. I think Tyson would knock Ali out in prime. In his prime. Yes. I do. I agree. I fully believe that, but no one will ever say it's like sacrilege to say. Some will say like Ali would dance and wear him out. Ali's head would have come off. Somebody shared Tyson in junior boxing, like at the eight second (laughs) knockout he had on somebody. Just looking at Tyson. See, Ali never had the fear, the fear factor. Right. Okay. Joe Frazier looked like he wanted to beat you up in an alley, right? Foreman in his prime looked like a, a defensive end coming at you. For sure. But Mike Tyson in his prime, when we all would gather around with the pay-per-views. I, listen, Tyson he, Tyson hit every bit as hard as Foreman and, and those guys, but he was quicker, and he was so <laughs> compact. I, I, I don't think anyone could beat him. I really don't. So Gretzky or Lemieux, I'd take Gretzky because of the flash. Not, <sighs> not the pure. The pure hockey would be. They would say Lemieux. Right, right. I, uh, Ask Knubel when he comes in. Ask him what he says. I will. Uh, Jordan or LeBron? Jordan, come on now. Easy. See, now I, I think Jordan Kobe is a better argument. I love Kobe. Co- I think Jordan. For Styles. Jordan needs them both alive. I know. Jordan Kobe ho- hooking up in one-on-one. The old school. Remember the old school oh, one-on-one yeah, one they yeah. used to do? Remember that show? Oh, yeah. That was uh, sweet. That was awesome. Uh, Bonds, Griffey Jr., that's a, almost a wash for me. <sighs> yeah. Griffey Jr. is a better all-around player, maybe. Some might make that argument. That's a wall. I could I could live with either either one. Same thing with Tyson Ali, but I do agree with you that Tyson Prime would catch Ali. Could knock out Ali. Yeah. Knock him out. Federer, I, I like his style more. He's more pragmatic. Djokovic can do everything. Though. Right, but I I just and, and one thing I told you when I was watching the Oscar documentary on I think HBO Max over the weekend, that one of his old trainers said, To be great, you need to be likable and also be the best in the business for in sure. your selected sport, and that's that. That's where Gretzky was had the likability. You know, Lemieux was just again kept to himself and yep. battled through Hodgkins, did all that. Bonds, Griffey Jr. Griffey Jr. was more of the people's people choice, liked right? him more for sure. Yeah, Bond, but you know, Vanderwall told me Bonds was one of his greatest teammates in his 14 years in the big leagues, and he was in that locker room on those planes in those games in training camp with him, right? My dad, who's a huge baseball guy, still says Willie Mays is the best he's ever seen, but he said Bonds is the closest to Willie Mays. And you're talking complete. They go yeah, that five-tool for sure. thing. Uh, Mayweather or Sugar Ray? Ah, it's Mayweather, man. That's it's easy, Floyd. Man. It's easy with I, I, I say this, I, 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 and my dad was a boxer. I'd, t- I'd take Hearns over Sugar Ray. <sighs> that's an, uh, that's I'd like a, to see Hearns in his prime versus Mayweather. He's got the reach for sure. Yeah. I think Floyd's the best of all time. Yeah, the new uh, question today would be name five boxers in the world. <laughs> well, they're all going to MMA now. <laughs> right, they are. Because they're making money. Uh, Embiid or uh, Jokic? And I, th- I, I think, listen, I, I think it's Jokic. I think Jokic watching. is the best big man I've ever seen. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and that's uh, Embiid settles for too many outside shots. Uh, Mahomes or Rodgers? I think it's Mahomes easily. I think Mahomes is going to make a run at Brady for the greatest of all time. Yeah, it's all said and done. Did you watch Quarterback on Netflix? I did. That and was he, great, wasn't he's it? He's just unbelievable. He's, how, about, how about the house he just finished building? He's unbelievable. <laughs> he th- he's throwing he from his like... His wife, I will say this, okay, just like Kelly Stafford, and I'm not going to... I'm not living with people, but from the limited public sound bites quarterback his wife 
and his brother drive me crazy. Well, I was going to say, I think, I think he actually told his wife to be obnoxious so they'd take away from his brother being so obnoxious. So They didn't it, put his brother in there a lot. They'd catch him once no, in a while in the he's box. he's never right? in there. They don't even admit that he's his no, brother. No, they don't even say anything. He's sitting there. <laughs> you see him, he's like, you know, wearing his Mahomes jersey. He wants to, he wants to be interviewed so bad. You can see him looking at the camera, right? <laughs> and they're, uh, yeah, but that was good. And, you know, that opened the, uh, the door, quarterback by Netflix, Open the door of more respect I have for Kirk Cousins. Oh, he's a stud. Yeah, yeah just a good, good person. And, and the pain he plays through, yep. things we don't see as fans, right? Yep. And the way they have the ground level camera, which you don't get a lot in NFL broadcast, and you see like that Washington game and that movie quarterback when it's his return to Washington and how many times he's getting hit after throwing and the pain he's in. And when he walks over, the, oh, I'm okay. And he's, you hear him because he's mic'd up and he's, Wheezing just yeah, but I think like the thirty-six million makes the pain feel a little better. I mean, I know I would take hits like that for thirty-six million. I would, I would definitely. Yeah, that was a, that was a. I, but he's I, good. He's good. I guy. didn't get the Mariota one. They because they got turned why, down. Why was he? I, because they got turned down by all the other. You know, Peyton Manning starter. I no, mean, he <laughs> lost his job in the thing. Like what? Is that I? I read the list. Stafford turned him down. Which was surprising after winning the Super Bowl and everything. Lamar Jackson turned him down. They basically got turned down. Uh, Jalen Hurts turned him down. So they needed a third. I, I didn't know if they needed a third. You could have extended more with Cousins. Yeah. Mahomes was because the Chiefs and uh, Mahomes, even though Kelsey's now slapping everybody in practice, I saw Jamison Williams now punch somebody in practice. Yeah, who knows? It's a different generation, man. It is. And I think a lot of guys hate training camp. I think training camp, NFL players hate it. The rookies who want to make it, the undrafted rookies, the low-round picks yeah. are busting their behinds. The veterans who got big cash or rings hate training camp. Yeah, I feel really bad for those guys. Yeah, with all the money <laughs> and the ring. Or, I, don't, I don't know how they go to three weeks of training camp. How about his 110-yard par three legit yeah, golf gosh, hole on, in his backyard? Huh? His pool is, qualifies as one of the Great Lakes. Um Messi Ronaldo, we talked about that. It's got to be Messi. Maradona or Pele? I, that's a Pele's an easy one. That. I don't know, man. I think Maradona actually was probably the most talented soccer player of all time, but he also was the most uh, cursed, if you will, self-cursed. Yeah, so off the Conlon pole, Isaiah Thomas or Allen Iverson? Those are the, the six-footers, right? Like, I mean... AI could carry a team. I did Isaiah carry the Pistons. I don't. He had a lot around him. I mean, Isaiah's the top fifty player of all time. AI is the top fifty. I would probably choose AI because I think so he's better, better defensively. I would. Uh, Rooney or Beckham back to. Well, soccer. the reason I chose that is I, I, no offense to all my English friends. You can take offense if you want, but I think every English player of all time is overrated, and these are two of the most overrated. <laughs> And so everyone's, ah, David Beckham, Wayne Rooney. Yeah, they're both completely solid. I'd probably go Rooney over Beckham from go, a technical soccer I'd standpoint. Beckham. I'd go Beckham. Really? Yeah. yeah. Rooney played a long time. Beckham yeah. is the best free kick specialist of my lifetime. and I Better than Messi? Oh, yeah. Yes. Really? Yes. Best dead ball player, I think, personally. Best dead ball player of all time. Maddox or Clemens? That's a pretty good one. Ah, that's everyone says Clemens, but I'm telling you, Maddox had nine pitches. <laughs> he is thrown from all different angles. Like he had the ball moving all over the place. I think you got to go Maddox. Bird or Magic? Magic. Yeah, that's easy. I like your '85 Bears versus 2007 Patriots. That's not even 
There is no greater one-year team no. than the 85 Bears. They were so unbelievable. They they caused pain for every team they played against. They were rock stars. And, I, you know, when I was in Chicago, 98 to 2001, yeah. I got to know a lot of those guys on that team. Yeah. So Otis Wilson, we did the XFL Chicago Enforcers games. He was one of my color commentators. So I, I got to meet a lot of the players from that team uh, and talk to them. They're, they're rock star stories. Did you meet McMahon? Yes. Oh. And he always has his glasses on because of, of course, the, his one eye. Yeah. Right, yeah. And he, uh, he, and he, he wouldn't let his a, kid play football, right? He's an NFL quarterback with one eye. Just think about that for a second. He has one eye. That's how tough that dude was. Mm. They had all the all the, the personalities they had on oh, that my, team. They had the fastest, second fastest Fridge. guy in the NFL with Galt. They had Willie Fridge. Galt, they had, who, was, who did ballet, Bain. right? Yeah, he was unreal. They, their defense, there's never been a defense like that. And when Walter passed away... Uh, Dave Dewerson, Singletary, these guys I had in the AM1000 studio that would all sit with Big O uh, sitting there. And I really got to know Otis Wilson. Really, it still looked like he could play. This is 98, right? Yeah. 99. I forget when Walter passed away. And he still looked like he could play. I mean, they lost one game, right? It was to Miami, who had Clayton Duper and Marino. And the, if you listen to the Bear guys talk about that, they all went out drinking the night before that game. And they were all hung over for that yes. game. And they still almost came back and won. Every <laughs> every road game, this is what I heard from Big O, every road game, the team the night before the game <laughs> would stay up till like 4 in the morning and they would go hit bars yeah. and they'd come back and they'd bring girls to the hotel and it was like the Rolling Stones after a concert. Now, kids... Those of you listening out there, this is why you don't hear about the 86 and 87 Bears, because they went out every night in 85. They, they <laughs> really, they, the, the story is big O. Oh, they're crazy. That, oh, it was oh, like it, the Mets in 86. It's like the same group. Like, it, it was. Uh, I'm trying to think of the it, the Bulls, Michael, the rock star days. Yeah. That would be close when you heard Michael would, you know, come up service elevators. And then <laughs> Michael had a, a, a girlfriend in every city. Played 36 holes of golf, drank a case of beer, and then went and put 40 up. Yeah, that's why LeBron's not the greatest right there. LeBron is not playing 36 holes, pounding 40 beers, and then or 36 beers, and then going to put up 40 points. It's just not happening. Different generation. Kobe, I, I look at, or a one-on-one, here's the ball. One guy I think that could get by anybody. Obviously, Jordan's at the top. Yeah. Okay. But I'm telling you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Kobe. Uh, at two on that. I, the, what's great about the argument? I'm just talking one guy to get to the bucket. Yeah. I'm not saying pure shot at stuff, right? I mean, if you're saying get to the bucket, then I'm going LeBron. I don't think anyone stops LeBron. Well, you saw, you know, and one thing right after I looked at your poll, uh, I got a tweet from Dr. J gave his top 10 players of all time. Was he drinking, by the way? Listen, the one. This he, is, no, no that, I saw that you posted that, and I'm thinking. This is, you know, it was real. I had to go double check to make sure it wasn't somebody <laughs> like. So Dr. J, and I figured out why he did it. His top 10 players of all time, Bill Russell, Wilt, Oscar Robinson, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Kareem, MJ, Magic, Carl Malone. Come on now. Mm. Come on. Are you Tiny kidding? Archibald. How do you put Carl Malone over LeBron? But it was, it was his generation to, when he played and towards the end when he played because then I came back and said, okay, it's an old school era for Dr. J. I'm cool with his picks because it's when he played and he's Dr. J. My modern era top 10 had Kobe, Steph, 
Jokic, LeBron, Dirk, uh, G-Man from Milwaukee, Duncan, Shaq, Garnett, and Iverson. I'll tell you that. Jordan was already on Dr. J's list. I don't think people understand how good Jokic is. Like, I I really, I don't think people understand. He's unguardable. He's unguardable. He literally, I mean, that pick and roll that that they set, like, he's the best shooter, arguably, in the league when when he's on. He can go to the hole. His, his moves are unorthodox. He's seven foot one. He's he, he's ridiculous. He's just different. Uh, by the way, uh, Charles Barkley on sixty minutes talked about fixing his relationship with Michael Jordan. "Quote: He's got my number." Uh, wait, they had a falling out. I didn't even realize <laughs> I, that. You know, I, I think that whole dream team thing. Yeah. You get all those egos together. It's like a band breaking up, right? Sure. We see it in sports. You, you see it that. It's because of me. I look at Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones. Break. We can go down the list on breakups and yeah. sports. And, you know, it says, right, despite coming into the NBA together in 1984, playing together for the Dream Team and having a close friendship during their playing days, Barkley and Jordan have not spoken in a while. In the 60 Minutes interview, Barkley said the reason is is that he was honest with Jordan about the way he ran the Charlotte Hornets. Which is terribly, yes. <laughs> I mean, as good a player as Mike is, he's been a terrible GM. I mean, he's made bad decision after bad decision. And Michael disagreed with something I said, and he broke off the friendship. Who was the kid that he drafted that uh, went to L.A.? He was the number one draft pick, ended up being nothing, but Jordan drafted him. Yeah, but Jordan had a little Matt Millen in him in running yeah, of course. the Hornets. Now, he did sell his 10% stake, which, you know, ended up, you know, the franchises now in the NBA are worth, what, upwards of two, three billion. So hey, Jordan's not hurting for money, and he's making, like, uh, what is it, you know, $150 million a year off the Jordan brand with Nike. And that yeah, I'm sure goes he's back fine. To his deal. Did you watch uh, Air? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a yeah. good movie, wasn't it? I have studied everything. Michael Jordan was my favorite athlete of all time, and I studied him since I was a little kid. So, honestly, I already knew the majority of those stories. And I thought that movie seemed like it was telling about as truthful. And they even yeah. they, they threw in the dad, you know, dying on that back road in South Terrible. Carolina. And they, you know, showed Jordan. The one thing they missed that somebody did share was Jordan, Harry Carey calling Jordan getting a double at Wrigley Field oh. in a White Sox uniform. No way. That, mm. Think about that. I didn't how, how good of an athlete he was. He's unbelievable, man. Why well, he just went to baseball. So I, I grew up going to uh, St. John's basketball camps. My dad's from Brooklyn. And Chris Mullen was Luke that. Luke Karnaseka? Yeah, Luke Karnaseka camps. That's what they were in New York City. And Chris Mullen's a family friend. And Luke Karnaseka actually was my dad's gym teacher. And Chris Mullen used to sit around and tell stories about Jordan. And this was in the late 80s and early 90s when Jordan was in his prime. And he would just talk about how Jordan was just different and just did things differently. And there was a real quick story. Mitch Richmond comes in the league and they have this like rookie game in the beginning of the season. And Mitch blows by Jordan and scores and starts chirping at Jordan. Well, next time down the court, Jordan clears everybody out and jumps over Mitch and dunks on him. And when he lands, he says, thanks for being in my poster, Mitch. <laughs> well, he did the, uh, who was it? I heard the story in Chicago. Uh, was it Bradford Smith from Louisville? Had a big game against Jordan. Oh, he was chirping at him. And chirping right. at him. Scored like 30, like 32, 34. In the first three quarters. Or something like that. And he said you had a good game after the first three quarters. Yeah, he said, <laughs> and then the next time they played, Jordan, like he scored like three points, and Jordan put up like 35 on him. Yeah. Jordan was motivated. The one thing I always heard from Tim Grover 
uh, his trainer oh, yeah. at the time down in Chicago, and I got to know Tim, is that Jordan had to create situations that would motivate him. That's why he always argued and practiced with Kerr. Yep. So he'd practice hard, right? He would call it his teammates. I told you the story when, you know, playing pickup basketball and Jordan was making his comeback at Gold Coast Multiplex and uh, Jordan put his name on the chalkboard. This is true. I, I <laughs> put his name on the chalkboard. So I told Grover, I said, man, let me play with them. Because I l- live two blocks, Dearborn and Elm, downtown Chicago from the Gold Coast Multiplex. And a lot of NBA players, Maggetti, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Walker, all these guys, Chicago guys, oh, yeah. lived down there and worked out there. And he goes, no, he goes, it's Michael, and he's going to randomly pick two people, and it's his two security guards, the best guys in shape, who, and Jordan wants to see how many games he can win. Just for those two guys I see? No, with, and he picked two people randomly out of the crowd. Oh, my gosh. Would walk up and say, hey, you want to play? <laughs> you imagine Michael Jordan, right? So I'm like, and, and but if you lose with Michael, he's going to. It, it was unbelievable. <laughs> so the word got out that he was doing this. And that Gold Coast Multiplex, I bet there's three, 400 people watching, hoping they're going to get picked, right? So I put my name on the board really early in the morning. I got in about the ninth game, uh, and I don't know who I'm with. It's just going to be five guys on the board, right? And uh, we also, my name comes up. Jordan has won the first eight, right? With two cops. Of course. Two, two hacks from, you know, <laughs> they didn't touch field the, of dreams. They didn't touch the ball. So... Uh, <laughs> But I see our draw, and I notice about a 6'5 lefty who can handle the rock, and I walk up to him, he goes, oh, yeah, I played or played at Eastern Illinois. I'm like, okay. I go, obviously, you're going to take the big man, and uh, I'll take one of the cops. You didn't take Jordan? No, no. Hold on. It said I took one of the cops, his private security, former Chicago cops, and uh, so I told uh, the 6'5 lefty who could shoot, I said, look, I'm going to set picks. For you, you go <laughs> shoot, take over, you carry us, right? Um, so the first basket or they make, we come down. I see Jordan, and it's surreal still thinking about it. I see Jordan, I come up, I, I catch Jordan on a pick that he didn't see coming. Nobody helped and said, hey, uh, right side. Dude comes around him, hits a floater. All of a sudden, uh, the ball rolls out of bounds someplace. It's back checking it up. And I, Jordan walks by me and says, under his breath, I, I swear out on all my children, says, do that again, blankety blank, and you'll feel it. I'm like, <laughs> and I'll never forget, John. I, I kind of turned. I turn him like, and it's pick up basketball, and I'm like, what's he, what's he talking about? So a couple possessions later, I tell um uh, our good guy from Eastern Illinois. I said, and all of a sudden I go to do it. Jordan does a chicken wing, pops me in my ribs. <laughs> I go down on all fours, losing my breath, right? He stands there. He waits for a minute. People are walking back. We're going to check it up the other side. He goes, I'm not lying. He kind of looks down. I look up. Here's Bill Simon. A, he goes, what in the blank did I tell you? And I go, I go, man. And so now I'm getting a little irritated. We're walking down. I go, man. I go, I go, blankety blank you. I did. I said, I didn't care. Now I'm, it's a pickup game. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to lose it. And, and this is by drill. And all of a sudden, he's still walking. And I'm, I'm thinking like, and he goes, you know what, man? 
only real M blank F errors play this game. <laughs> I go, and then I'm like, I go, man, oh, it's a pickup basketball. He goes, <laughs> he goes, this is why I'm the MVP. And it's Michael Jordan. <laughs> so they check it up. It's game point. I'm guarding the police officer on the block on the left side. Peripheral vision. I turn just because I see movement coming. Next thing I know, I see feet hanging. And there's a tomahawk dunk. Place goes nuts. Jordan goes game. The ball, I have to get out of the way. Otherwise, the ball's going to hit me. Smash in the head. And I go no, just off to, the, off to the left. And, and then uh, I'm like, damn. And, uh, and then the crowd was going crazy. And I walk off, and I see Luke Canellis, who I did the show with. And he's like, wow. He goes, that, that seemed pretty intense. I go, yeah, it was. I'm kind of enjoying it, smiling. So I go sit on the bike, go to read the paper, kind of cooling down. The games are going on. I heard Jordan had won two more before he lost. He won 11 in a row. And uh, Tim Grover walks by and goes, he goes, that was, he goes, that was interesting, Bill. And I go, yeah, it was cool. And I'm looking at Tim on a, on a bike, looking up at TVs. And I see Tim Grover, his trainer. And all of a sudden, on the, my right shoulder, I'm not lying, there's a big hand, and all of a sudden he puts out and goes, we good? Yeah. And I'm like. How big were his hands? I'll just way? like. I, I, it, it was. I mean, what, he had the second biggest ever oh in the my NBA? God. It, they mean, were like, and I go, then I'm trying to act cool now, John. And I go, <laughs> we're good. We're good. And they walk away. I bet you he talks about that story all the time. I bet he does. It should have been in the movie. It was kind of, it, it's a Remember great, that really good guy from Grand Rapids? No, he, <laughs> yeah, he's doing a doc. He's doing the, the, yeah. he, the, the, what was it, the last dance? He's going, yeah, he's the, on his couch. The Pistons were tough, but, he, he goes, but you know, Huge was way better. He goes, uh, Mahorn, Lambeer. He goes, I remember that chicken wing that I gave Huge. <laughs> That was a good story. I love it. Uh, John Conlon in studio. He knows soccer. He knows sports. You want to join us? Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the Huge uh, text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. And on the Mercantile Bank listener line, you can join us at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. From Grand Rapids to Detroit. This show is huge. Remember jarts? You threw weighted arrows into the sky and hoped for the best. Just because we used to do something doesn't mean it was a good idea. Remember driving and holding your phone in Michigan? Same thing. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police reminds you that cell phone use leads to distracted driving, and distracted driving leads to crashes. You cannot hold or manually use a cell phone or other mobile device while driving in Michigan. That's the law. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, 
high school sports, mhsaa.tv. That's mhsaa.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to mhsaa.com. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. John Conlon, head soccer coach at Byron Center, heads up the girls program to South of Grand Rapids. Also had an illustrious career with the boys at East Kenwood. His son Brody now playing uh, for Giuseppe Baroni and the Falcons at East Kenwood joining us in studio. And we'll talk more about the, the U.S. and Portugal, the World Cup draw, knockout stages coming up, state of soccer uh, in America, and also John, a club coach and a high school coach, and connections everywhere. What is the future uh, for a lot of you parents out there that have kids in club soccer? Is it growing right now? Is it stabilized? Is it going the other way? What What's the state of club soccer for parents listening right now? Uh, it's evolved immensely the last twenty years. I think the level of coaching, the level of instruction. Uh, the level of organization of clubs is significantly better, but with that, you pay a lot more money. I mean, it's we're definitely pricing out some kids that can't afford club soccer. I think um, you know, you're talking about the U.S. team. I, I do think the world is catching up. I think if you watch this U.S. team, we are still the most athletic, probably the most dynamic team. But you know, I watched the Netherlands keep the ball against us and make us run, and I've never seen a team do that to us. So I, I think. You know, there are things going on throughout the world that are evening the playing field against the U.S. And I like to see the men men look young again. It almost looks like not they're hitting the restart button, but... I think the men are in a good place. Right, they have great young talent. Yeah. They're going to more of that European style with speed, 
little flare, right? I think the biggest thing with the men is we have so many of our guys now in professional academies overseas, which we've never had. And the MLS is now an established league that's, you know, financially solvent. And, you know, you've got some of the, the pieces at the youth level. So I actually think the men are growing significantly where the women are a bit stagnant, um, mainly because, you know, we were out ahead of everybody in the 90s. We, we had girls. On the women's side. On yeah. the women's side. We had girls playing college soccer. We had girls training with men. We had, you know, really organized youth clubs where the rest of the world didn't but now the rest of the world is you know like like you said the WNBA like Manchester United has their own women's academy right and it's fully funded so kids can come through that and play for free and I just think we're gonna have to make some changes in the U.S. or sooner or later we're not going to be the top dog in women's soccer. John Conlon one of our soccer insiders he also knows sports in studio uh, for the next hour with us. I do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, speaking of soccer, you can bet on the Women's World Cup money lines, props, parlays, and more. You can also bet on Major League Baseball, your favorite sports. You can take a shot at huge wins. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when you sign up and new customers. Then score $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on any sport. Plus, all customers can take their winnings to the next level with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place your parlay by combining multiple bets from a single game for a shot at even a bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And like I said, new customers can score $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on any sport. That's code HUGE when you sign up, only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Find savings for all subjects when you shop back to school at Meyer. Start every day on a tasty note with Kellogg's or post-breakfast cereal for $3.49. And start shopping early with deals like select name brand and fashion backpacks for 20% off. And Crayola crayons or Elmer's Blue for just 50 cents. Plus, get Meyer 70-sheet notebooks for just 35 cents. Find it all in one place and for the right price at Meyer, where you pay the same low Meyer price no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Westside Beer Distributing. Now, they're proud to support the Folds of Honor Scholarship Program, benefiting the families of fallen and injured soldiers and our first responders. Folds of Honor provides scholarships for education to ensure our heroes' children can attend college. And Westside Beer Distributing has contributed over $100,000 since the program started and will be donating another $15,000 this summer to the Folds of Honor to help a local hero's child. Anheuser-Busch, which is the Folds of Honor's longest-standing partner, has donated over $21 million to the cause. Budweiser and Bud Light will continue to honor Folds of Honor this summer with special edition 16-ounce aluminum bottles. Look for them at a bar, restaurant, or retailer near you and support this great cause. 
Disturbed, the Take Back Your Life Tour. Labor Day Monday, September 4th at Soaring Eagle. And same show, same night, Stain. Tickets start at $34 and on sale now at the Soaring Eagle box office or etix.com. Party hard, rock harder. Disturbed and Stained. Labor Day Monday, part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer just planning a, another vacation. 14th one he's had this month. Uh, Breckenridge, 27 holes, 9,300 feet, highest elevation on the course. Think about that. Does that help or hurt your golf game? The ball, I think the ball carries. In the ele- Remember they used to play Castle Rock, the PGA Tour. They don't play in the mountains any longer. Rodgers and Brady played in Montana, high elevation. Remember the match, one of them? I remember that. I did watch. And there was like grizzly bears by the hole. Yeah, that's. I'm really going to be comfortable and not pull my head right there trying to get a <laughs> swing in, knowing there's a grizzly up on the hill. Oh, you'll be fine. He runs 40 miles an hour. Yeah, ask, ask Leonard. Bill, you just got to be faster than the other three guys you're playing with. Ask everybody in the movie Revenant if they were fine. <laughs> ask in there about that grizzly. Yeah, they're, uh, bears, bears, alligators, uh, poisonous snakes. I'm cool with non-poisonous snakes. I can play with them like, like they're rubber band. But uh, is that poisonous snakes, alligators, bears? There's, uh, I don't even venture down that path. I don't swim in water that has alligators i don't go in water uh sharks is another one i, I want to we want to snorkel so we can see the sharks really how's that snorkel going to work out at, <laughs> against mr gray white all right we're going to talk lines we had an interesting conversation is golf good enough to get them to a super bowl john conlin in studio he knows soccer he knows sports remember if you miss anything our podcasts are free and we are everywhere just search the huge show big bad The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And remember, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up will get $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Get more info on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. Oh. 
What's up, Michigan? It is time for our number three on a Superfly Haze produced statewide broadcast on 19 stations. John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders, head soccer coach for the girls at Byron Center, had an unbelievable championship career at East Kenwood High here on the west side of the state. He knows soccer, he knows sports. He did tell me, you know, if Superfly has to come in and show us the photos of Breckenridge in Colorado where he's going on vacation next week and playing all 27 holes, he goes, I'm tired of it. He goes, I hate people. All they do is talk about themselves. They have a nickname like Superfly. It's like, come on, Brett. We're all jealous. I hardly ever get a chance to golf. I'm dedicated to this show. I have Conlon in studio. Me and John were talking earlier when we were going through, you need a great quarterback to win a Super Bowl. We went through the last 10, 12 Super Bowl champions, and outside of maybe Flacco and Nick Foles, yep. the rest are Hall of Famers. Yes. So the, and we were talking Lions and training camp, and the weekend produced a lot of storylines, and I, I think the Lions have the most depth. I brought up with Jack Campbell, the rookie linebacker out of Iowa, said, I love the culture. I love the accountability. And outside of JMO going a little nuts at practice, but again, you're going to set out six games. You're young. It's really after the knee injury, you're kind of first training camp. So I'm not going to go south on them yet. It's going to be about games. And I don't want to read too much in the training camp. Like I said to start the show today, I think we all day to day can really read too much into talking about training camp. And the preseason. Didn't we go undefeated when we went 0-16? Yeah, I told you you that. And now they've narrowed it down to three preseason games where outside of backups, which for the Lions, you know, the Teddy Bridgewater conversation was out there last week. They got Nate Sudfeld as a backup. Who? Nate Sudfeld. Used to be an attorney. Downtown Grand Rapids (laughs) had an office uh, about two blocks from our flagship station. 96 won the game. And I I think they're waiting to see him. They talked to Teddy Bridgewater. I think Bridgewater's waiting to see if a quarterback gets hurt, right? Where he could jump in and be a starter, even though I think he's on the backside of his career. Was he ever on the front side, Teddy? No, he he, was always a fill-in. He was always a fill-in. But he he would do a good job filling in. When I say good job, you're not going to replace a one, but can you help your team win games? Yeah. Because the Lions right now, it's not about a Super Bowl, even though I predicted them 14-3 and three and winning the NFC. Are you serious? Yeah, I did. Why, why are you looking at me like I need mental help right now? Mm-hmm. You're looking at me like Zane does when he's filling in for Superfly on one of his 14 vacations this summer. I mean... 14-3. and three. Because they have one playoff victory in like 45 years. And I'm years. saying this year with the home field advantage, that will be two playoff wins... I didn't say Super Bowl champs. I said going to the Super Bowl. John, you're looking at me like I've lost it. I I don't know if I've ever had it, but you're looking at me like I've lost it. I got a lot of respect for all the Lions fans. I mean, they're loyal. Never had a home playoff game at Ford Field. Never. It, it's the worst organization in any pro sports. They're better now, though. Oh, Sheila Hamm. Well, how can it, you be worse? One playoff win since the 60s. I think, though, on a serious side here, I think the front office, when when Sheila Hamp drops forward from her name to be addressed as Sheila Hamp, she understands. That's smart. She understands what the marketplace is and what people think. You look at Holmes, you look at Campbell, you look at the coaches, even Goff, 
uh, which we'll get to in a moment. I, I think they're set up based on salary cap, which will give you a very young team. I think one player over 28 on defense, right, which is young in NFL years. They got depth at running back. Gibbs has said he's playing a lot of wide receiver, which you you look at McCaffrey, you look at all these running backs complaining. I think in today's NFL, based on where college football has been, even where high school has been, uh, the days of just handing it off left and right and pounding it doesn't, isn't happening. It doesn't happen. Those guys last two years in the NFL. And it's not <laughs> happening. Everything is throw the ball around. And then you run when you got a lead yep. to eat clock, right? And I, and I think the Lions are set up on the field, off the field, unlike I've ever seen them. Herman Moore told me during our NFL draft broadcast, which we did the TV version at Soren Eagle, that if they would have had golf, he said they would have two Super Bowl rings, they being him and his teammates. That's pretty disrespectful to Scott Mitchell. Okay. Scott Mitchell had a great eight games with the Miami Dolphins, and he deserved that huge contract. I, Herman knows nothing. <laughs> Scott Mitchell. I, He's Bill, like the Bill, Jethro. Bill, you really think they're going to go 14 and 3? I do. I really do. Look, they finished 8 and 2 last year against some decent competition. Look what they did to keep Rodgers out. If they win at Kansas City, when Kansas City is going to unveil another is Super Mahomes, Bowl, banner. is Mahomes not playing? I think he's going to stay home and watch quarterback two. He'll, he'll play with left, him and his brother. He'll play left-handed and be better than than Goff. I mean, are you kidding me? Come who, on. Who's your NFL team of choice? Uh, who do I like? Yeah. Or who? Or who? Who do you cheer for? Lions. I Lions. Mean, I, I don't. Do you really cheer for who, them? Who or do you, you just respect? Pray they what, don't what, what, every week. Well, no, but this is different. The finish. Uh, I will say the starts the last two years yeah. have been horrible. Yeah. Right. Yep. What was it? Oh, ten and one. Uh, one and six. I. I, I think the start. I respect the way the Steelers do business. I think the Steelers, even though they haven't been as dominant the last 10 years, they're always in the discussion. They always find a way to, even with less talented teams, they still either make the playoffs or they're right on the cusp. Well, that's a system, right? It, yeah. is, it is. And it's an organization. They have identified talent, obviously New England. I, I th- the Lions always want to be the smartest guy in the room. I mean, we're drafting tight ends in the first seven picks. We're drafting, we drafted a DB from Ohio State who literally had one college, and all Lions fans, oh, he's unbelievable. Akuda, you're talking about. Yes. Deion Sanders was like fifth or sixth, and this guy's getting drafted earlier than him, like respectively. Come on. It's just, Lions always have to be the smartest guy in the room, and they're always the dumbest guy. But the the last two years, though. I'm telling you, with Holmes, with uh, it starts at the top with Spielman in that front office. Things are different now. I do love Spielman? Uh, unlike anything I've ever seen with the Lions. I hope so. My expectations may be a little exaggerated because I feel they're set up uh, to at worst they were what nine and eight last year, right? So off of what they've added since then, off the experience, off staying healthy at least where they sit today. I so I'm I'm talking about a five win improvement, which is a lot in the NFL. So even if it's a two win improvement and they're eleven and six, right, with the seventeen game schedule, Rogers is gone from the NFC North. Mm-hmm. USA Today did pick the Lions to win the NFC North. The question is, I don't believe the Lions can go to San Francisco or Philly and maybe even Dallas and win a playoff game just yet. 
I think the only path to that miracle run and getting to the Super Bowl, Johnny, is that they get home field advantage. Because I was there and I watched what they did to Lawrence and the Jags. And from that point, the Jags play great football and even won a playoff yeah, game. Yeah. That, that's it. They got to somehow get home field advantage. But I know what you're saying. And you said it in the beginning. Bill, you are stating that they're going to go 14-3 and three and get home field advantage when they've never had a home playoff game ever since Ford Field's been built. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, when I say that to myself, I, I kind of think, like, hold on, John, Johnny, when I say that to myself, I'm even looking at Superfly going, you know, Bill is ripping himself really good right now. I, I'm, I'm asking this question. How many times have they won over 12 games in the last 40 years in a season? I don't know. Uh, twice? Were they with Barry, right? Both. Maybe. I, I think. It, I mean, that's it, how bad an organization it is. I know, but it, we can't live off of yesterday. <laughs> Are the Fords paying you to sell tickets? No. <laughs> I just said I'm not. It, it, we've gone beyond Kool-Aid was when you were dreaming. Yeah. Drinking is like, you know, Michigan moonshine. I mean, right? I, I is, think Charles Rogers is going to play out here pretty well. Mike Williams. Yeah, Mike Williams. Yeah, we got Okuda. I mean, uh, Joey Harrington. Rodney Pete. Oh, Joey Harrington. I'll never forget the kids had like SI kids that <laughs> came to the household. This is my best one. That, you know, Joey Harrington. So SI kids would come in the mail because I got SI at home, right? Back yeah. when people read things. Is that, uh, and so the SI kids comes in the mail, and I'm kind of sitting there eating some cereal. And, Joey Harrington was on the cover sitting at a piano, and it said... Oh, I remember his, that. His favorite thing was playing the piano when it wasn't football. And that kind of, like, I said, it's over. <laughs> I said, it's done. <laughs> he hadn't even played a game yet. I mean, I said, it's done. <laughs> it's done. He didn't say his favorite thing was playing football. And I we look at golf, and me, me and you talked about 15 minutes ago when we mentioned to win a Super Bowl, you need a great quarterback most of the time outside of... Foles, Flacco, Dilfer in the last 20-ish years, right? Goff has been to a Super Bowl, which, you know, with the Rams, you look at the talent the Lions have, they're still young, their offensive line in top five in the league. I think Goff can at least make a push to get him there. I don't know if he can. Yeah. My 14-3 and three may be too salty, but I believe when I look at this roster, when I look at the depth, they are set up the best they've been since the Barry Herman era. But at that time, you had Wayne Fonts. I think Campbell and his staff are so much better. I think that was just a bunch of great athletes who knew how to play yeah, in the Barry era. If you ask anyone who the best coach in the last Wayne 50, Fonts, they'd say Wayne Fonts. That that shows you right there how great an organization the Lions are. Wayne Fonts is our Vince Lombardi. Yes, is our Chuck Noll. Yes. He wore, our he wore starter jackets on the sideline. Hawaiian and shirts. Jeans. And Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirts. shirts, yes. Yeah. Wayne he was a pretty Potts. good player back in his day. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, he's our Bill Walsh. Do you ever notice, like, the, Bill the, the NFL highlight videos, the Lions are always in the highlight videos of, like, every player of all time. Like, they're always the guy getting beat. Except when Barry. The oh. Barry highlights are... Unbelievable! You have to show them to every age group, generation, because there's, you know, I, I we were talking earlier about the best, and different, be, like Barry Emmett. You could make, you know, uh, if we went, when you did pick one, Barry or Emmett, 
Emma has her rings, right? Yeah, I, I, Barry's different. It'd be like Walter or Barry behind the old lines Emmett had with the Cowboys. Yeah, I, Barry's different. He did things I've never seen guys uh, do. He was so cool to watch. And they're going to honor him, I think, this fall with a statue, right, at Ford Field. The Lions are such a good organization. They caused the best running back and arguably the second best receiver of all time to retire in the prime of their career. And you think they're going 14 and 3. They're different now. Okay. It's different. Right. It's different. I, I, I won't live off of yesteryear. You know what I did, John? Even in the studio, even in both of my vehicles, all three, I took the rear view mirrors out. <laughs> I'm only looking ahead. I'm only, I'm only looking ahead. So you don't think golf is good enough to get the Lions to a Super Bowl? No, I, I, I think he's good enough to maybe win a playoff game. But I think you look at it now. It, it's that would be a heck of a season. If they had a playoff sure. game in Detroit and won it, and let's say went on the road and lost to the Eagles or the Niners, that to me would be a heck of a season for the Lions. So he's a caretaker quarterback, and I'm not a football expert, but I do know the Lions are good on both lines, both sides of the ball, but they don't have that fantastic wide receiver they don't have that amazing well i guess you could say um what's his name jamo uh yeah but he's but he's not going to play the first six games right he's gambling i just i don't know i i I just don't see it well you know and sometimes think about this and i tell everybody take your rearview mirror out of your vehicles and only look forward i'm looking out in the big windshield of life what do you think the Lions are going to do right now? Well, you're knowing the talent they have, look off their draft, their off season. They won nine last year. Yeah, nine and eight. I'll say ten this year. So that will put them in. I think they can probably make the playoffs. Right, yeah, I think they're the, the seventh race. So. Well, they're picked. You know, the NFC North. They were five and one last year, and there's no Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers do much last year for the Packers. You know, Fields and the Bears had a pretty good offseason, but I, I still don't think he's the pure passer. He's one of the best running quarterbacks I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And you got Cousins and the Vikings have that offense, but you watch no defense while they got knocked out by the Giants in the playoffs at home last year. I don't care what anyone says. I know Detroit's called Hockey Town. I know there's loyal Tigers fans, but... Detroit is 100% a Detroit Lions town. And if it just the fact that people have supported them for so long being that bad. So if they do have a good run, that'll be great for the city of Detroit. It'll be great for the state of Michigan. Oh, it'll be the biggest thing ever. Huge. Just get back to the playoffs. I, I think, you know, I know I say 14, and it may be a stretch to some, but just get back to the playoffs. Have a I don't home even playoff know. game at Ford Field. That's it. I don't, like If they're good, I don't even know how I'll handle that. Like I, I'm so What if to, they win at Kansas City on September 7th to start the season? Then they'll lose six in a row after that. That's what the Lions do. I don't know if you've watched them, but... Yeah, I, I will say at one and six last year, I was where you're at on no hope... And then they they turn around and they're eight and two. And Campbell's even, good. He's even he is when good. even when Seattle hung on to win. Was it the Jets or Giants? I forget whoever they be. I think it was the Jets. Is that when they hung on to win and the Lions were eliminated from the playoffs? I expected the lay down game. Rodgers and the Packers would roll them. Sunday night football in America and the effort the Lions gave, the culture. And I, I listen things I do look for in training camp that I did last year in watching Hard Knocks is when guys like Jack Campbell, a rookie, says, I like the accountability. I like the atmosphere. When, when top-shelf players want to come to Detroit and play, it's kind of like when Pudge Rodriguez came to the Tigers, you sense this could be the turnaround. Sure. That, that's your, that's, 
your outside gauge that I think from the coaches to the players, they have a group here because they got Montgomery now, veteran between the tackles, top five offensive line, maybe top three. They got golf. He's been to a Super Bowl for all the naysayers. The guy played pretty good yeah. last year in the final 10. I don't think golf's bad. I, 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 I don't think, think he's bad, but I think or, he's middle of the pack. Yeah, he's middle right. of the pack. You know, he's number 66 in the NFL on their top 100. Mm. St. Brown, who's one of the best kept, not secrets anymore, but the he's best receiver. He's a top five receiver in the NFL. He was 67. Okay. So there you go. Things, I, I'm, I'm watching things happen that normally aren't there. Seri- serious question. Who wins a championship first? Red Wings, Tigers, Pistons, or Lions? Probably Wings would have the best chance because hockey, playoff hockey, you know, look at what Florida did last year. You seem right? really excited about all four of those choices. Yeah, I, I, I'll go Wings. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I'll go Wings because I, I, I like what they've yeah. done and picked up. And I think hockey, you can have the best playoff run. Well, you watch Miami was an eight seed in the NBA playoffs, but they have a superstar in Butler. Well, I mean, Eisen- Pistons don't have a superstar. Yet. Eiserman built Tampa Bay. Why can't he build the Red Wings? Yeah, I go, I go Wings. Tigers, if they do dump Rodriguez and Lorenzen. Uh, to get, what, more minor league prospects? But you know what's sad about that is my kids are growing up with Detroit being at its worst it's ever been sports-wise. So, like, my boys don't support any of the Detroit teams because they've been terrible, it, honestly, like, other than the Red Wings. Yeah, my kids from a Detroit team that they'll say they want to watch, and they're 15 and 16, right? And Ava's going on 18. I... They'll follow their split between Michigan and Michigan State. Mm-hmm. They'll watch Michigan, Michigan State sports, basketball, football, all day. Always have that. They don't. Uh, that group, they don't watch baseball because uh, they don't play it. Yeah. Didn't play it growing up. Uh, they're not big hockey fans. Uh, Lions might be for Ace because he plays football. Legend plays fantasy football, so I've seen his interest <laughs> And football grow because of that. Yeah, you're right. It does. Right? So I, I, if you had to rank with my kids being teenagers, it would probably be Lions. Probably from that group of Detroit pro sports teams only Lions. I, I seriously think if the Lions win the Super Bowl, this will be the biggest thing in the state of Michigan in a long time. You think the kids will jump on the bandwagon? Heck yes. Yeah, I agree. I do. I think they'll... Because you go to you you teach in yep. East Kentwood system. Yep. So when you look at kids wearing gear, soccer gear, more soccer gear, or basketball that. jerseys, basketball jerseys. Yep. Yeah. You, you do see the occasional line. You no know tiger stuff. I never, literally, never see tigers things. No, and you see like soccer jerseys, a lot. Yep. Uh, basketball jerseys, a lot of basketball, a lot of LeBron jerseys. Yeah, a lot of, uh, and you'll see the Michigan, Michigan State gear. You'll see a lot of right? all the time, all the time. Yeah, I would say that's at the top. It's I, the Lions gear though has dropped off. I I remember when I first started teaching, you would see Lions gear quite a bit. You don't see it much. Well, because you had Stafford, you had Calvin Johnson, you had Sue. Yeah, you had some big, stars, big name guys. Yep. All right. So we'll see if you know J Mo Gibbs, how that uh, plays out. Uh, John Conlon, he knows soccer, he knows sports. In studio with us for another uh, twenty twenty five minutes. I do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, get that winning feeling with money lines, props, parlays, and more. On your favorite sports, you can take a shot at huge wins, and new customers can score $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on any sport. Plus, all customers 
can take their winnings to the next level with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place your parlay by combining multiple bets from a single game for a shot at even a bigger payout. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up, and new customers can score that $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on anything. That's code HUGE when you sign up, only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. In the Den with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. With the trade deadline just over 24 hours away, the Tigers roster just might look a whole lot different by the time first pitch rolls around for Game 1 against the Pirates. The Tigers have two of the most sought-after pitchers on the market, and it's a seller's market this year. Michael Lorenzen is probably the most likely pitcher to be traded. He's a free agent at the end of the year. Eduardo Rodriguez has had arguably the best year of any pitcher still on the market, but is a little tougher to trade because of his contract. Jose Cisnero, Chase, and Shreve have drawn some interest. Alex Lang and Jason Foley's names are out there, but with both under control for four more years, I don't see either one getting traded. The deadline is 6 o'clock tomorrow. Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com. And they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at Bean Garter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. Elevate your night out at the legendary Roots Chris Steakhouse. Now open at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Start with the finest cuts of USDA prime beef. Pair that with handcrafted cocktails, signature sides, and Roots' legendary hospitality, and you've got yourself one incredible night. Roots Chris Steakhouse has arrived. Make a reservation at RootsChris.com for your incredible night at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
We are back live across Michigan, the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions, big name guests. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer, John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders, head coach for the Byron Center Girls program on the west side of the state after a long championship run at East Kenwood High School, U.S. and Portugal. I just had to double-check the time with you because the Women's World Cup is in New Zealand and Australia. 3 a.m. is the start Michigan time, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's actually really unfortunate for women's sports. If you if you look at, especially women's soccer, like if you look at what part of the world watches women's soccer, it's Europe and you know North America for the most part. And those game times are just not opportune. Like, you know, little kids are not watching the U.S. play. I said in my opening huge opinion today that even going in, not, not the time change in New Zealand and Australia, but there was something missing on the hype machine with this World Cup is that we're just, you know, it, it's been decades of watching the women dominate. Uh, would you agree with me that there was some disconnect? I don't know if it was the hype rolling in or the proper media channels, I but think something that- didn't feel feel right compared to the previous World Cup. I think there's a lot to it. I think, number one, we're in kind of a cycle change in terms of players. So a lot of the big-name players that we've had over the years, the Abby Wambox, the, you know, the players like even Rapino, whether you like her or not. Lloyd, right, who's yeah, now Lloyd, doing TV. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're on their way out. So we have a lot, bunch of new stars that people don't know about who are very young, 21, 22, right? Um, I also think, you know, to be honest with you, with all the political statements the U.S. team has done, I think that's divided people. And I think there are people who are strongly against the U.S. women because of um, their stance on equal pay and their stance on, you know, the American flag and the national anthem. And, you know, whenever you, well, I have great respect for that, but whenever you step out and put yourself out there, you're going to make enemies. And I do think there are people who dislike the women's team, unfortunately, for that. I think that's kind of ridiculous that, you know, just love the sport and love the way they play. Who cares about their politics? But when it becomes, you know, front and center, you're going to always alienate people. And you see the ads, a lot of ads are politically driven. Very. That doesn't uh, sit well with a lot of people. Even I, I'm kind of like, hey, I love to see the new stars doing an ad where they're showing up at a soccer park, but then you get the political side yeah. of this. And, and I, I think there, there's a lesson learned that goes back uh, the last presidential election, COVID, that you just keep politics out of it. Especially if you're an athlete and you want to make money, because all all it takes is for you to you know upset one side or the other, and and you know that's that's money out of your pocket. Now I do respect I respect anyone who stands up for what they believe in. Amen. You know, especially an athlete who's risking um, potentially losing you know sponsorships and things of that. But you know you have to recognize that whenever you add politics to athletics, you're going to upset one side or the other. And this team visually, like you said, being younger, they look different. They don't look as dominant. You mentioned the comeback, though. They did play hard a heck of a second half uh, to tie the Netherlands. Now they have an important must-win situation against Portugal, 3 a.m. tonight. Huge game. I don't don't think people believe that the U.S. could lose. To Portugal. They could. I mean, I don't think they will. I think they win probably 2-0, but Portugal's solid. And it's not been a great two games so far for the U.S. We've been okay. And I think if we went out in the group stage, that would be terrible for U.S. soccer. It'd be horrible. So with the win, I think they need some uh, 
help, if I'm not wrong, when you look at their group play with the Netherlands and where they advance in the knockout uh, rounds, uh, who stands in their way, you think, beyond Portugal uh, and getting that win moving forward? Yeah, I haven't really looked to see who they'd match up against. I think if they if they get a tie, they'd end up being second and then playing Sweden. I'm not sure who they'd play if they win, but... Ultimately, I don't think we can look at it like that. We have to look at it as we have to put in a good performance, get out of the group, and ride a high into our next game, regardless of who else we play. Um, I think there's been a lot of unfair criticism toward the coaching staff of the U.S. team, which I I get, but I I think it's unfair. Um, I think the Netherlands is really good. Like they, They had a great game plan against us, and um, you know, we've bullied people for so long that th- there are ways to counteract that as a coach and with if you have the personnel to do it and teams are starting to figure it out. Uh, when you look at uh, teams you think that are as good or possibly even better than the U.S. that remain in the World Cup, who would be on that list? England. I, I think England's the best team in the world right now, and that's probably upsetting a lot of American fans, but I, I, they're in their prime. The majority of their players are 25 to 32 in the prime of their career. They've been the one team that's gone toe-to-toe with the U.S. the last four years. Uh, I think they're a legit favorite. I, I like this U.S. team a lot. I think they're going to get better every game. I think we still have the pieces to win it. I think Lavelle and Haran are absolutely exceptional players. I think Alex Morgan can be great at times. Um, I think Ertz is a tremendous leader, and we've got experience and goal, but we have some young, young players like that, you know, like Rodman, who we're depending on, who have never played in a World Cup, 21 years old. Um, I think that's a lot of pressure to put on a kid, honestly. So I, I, if I were going to put my money down, I mean, I still would stay with the U.S., but I think England is the team that is probably going to win it. Yeah, looking at uh – Switzerland, Spain have advanced uh, to the knockout round. Uh, Japan and Norway. Japan, don't sleep. Australia, on, don't sleep on Japan. I keep telling people this. Like Japan is fantastic, and they're young. They're they're starting a new cycle of players. They absolutely hammered Spain. Uh, I, they're dangerous, very dangerous. And I think the Netherlands is too. The Netherlands is very good. U.S. You like the way they're coached. I mean, when you look at the women uh, compared to what we've seen in the dominance and the world catching up. From a coaching perspective, how do you think Team USA has been coached so far in this World Cup? Uh, I, I think he's done great. The criticism last game is that that he only went to one sub. Um, I think that that's a fair criticism. But if you look at the way the game was played, we were getting dominated for the first 60 minutes. He brought in Rose Lavelle at halftime. She changed the game. So about the 65-minute mark is when they start making more substitutions. We start gaining territory and we start dominating the game. And as a coach, when you start to get in the flow and you feel like your team's starting to take the game away from the other team, you don't necessarily want to make wholesale changes. Um, at least I don't, because you're playing well, right? So the criticism was he didn't sub after Rose, but I thought we were playing really well. Even though like Rodman and those guys were tired, I'm not sure bringing in fresh legs in the 85th minute is what wins you the game. I'm going to go with the players that are dominating currently. I, I, I actually kind of liked what he did. I think it was just one of those situations where we took too long to to grab the game back and he was kind of forced to stay with who was on the field. Uh, It will be interesting to see who he plays tonight. I think Crystal Dunn has been pretty terrible at left back. And for whatever reason, she starts every game. I can't figure that out. I think uh, Lynn Williams has not played and she's fantastic up top. And I don't think Alex Morgan has been great. I mean, she's had some good moments, but 
I don't think she's been exceptional, honestly. What do you think happens with the U.S. and Portugal? They'll start at 3 a.m. Michigan time later tonight, early Tuesday morning. U.S. wins 2-0. I think the first half is tight. Um, the one thing about the U.S. is we are more athletic and more physically dominant than everybody. We just are. We press people like crazy. We have to play with our foot on the gas the whole time. We're not going to outpossess teams. Uh, we're not as good defensively as we have been, but we have the horses to pressure and cause turnovers and to create chances off of turnovers. And I think if we come out and we press for, for 90 minutes, very few teams can play with us, and, and Portugal can't. 3 a.m., will you be waking up Heck yes. to watch it live? Heck yes. Are you kidding me? It's U.S. soccer. Like, I know, yeah, 3 a.m. I'm doing the straw poll inside uh, the huge studios right I'm now. Texting, I'm texting station. you to wake you up at that time. 96 won the game. You going to have me over for breakfast at 3 a.m., Johnny? <laughs> uh, are, the kid, are the kids waking up to watch it? Yeah, doubtful. <laughs> yeah, you you love soccer. Yeah, my buddy Paul lives across the street. He's a coach with me. He'll come over. We'll watch the game. At 3 a.m.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, go back to bed at go 5 a.m.? Yep. You got teacher's hours, though, this summer, so it's Easy cool. now. Easy. You got some time off, right? <laughs> you do. You, all right, so 2 nothing. your prediction. We'll I'm, talk to you if the U.S. advances into the knockout round and further inside the FIFA World Cup. For sure. I We didn't get to talk about Riley, but... Um, oh, yeah. Give some love to one of your yeah. former players when you coach East Kentwood women, Riley Tanner. And we mentioned this, I think, in our last conversation about a month ago in studio. She actually had family roots that allowed her to play for Team Panama in the World Cup. Yeah, it was a great choice. Uh, her mom's from Panama. Her grandma's from Panama. So she has dual citizenship. And, you know, Honestly, just great for West Michigan to have a player playing in the World Cup, and she worked her tail off to get there. Um, if you had asked me, you went back when she was a little kid, I would have said, yeah, sky's the limit for her. And she played in the World Cup. She looked good, too. Very good. Played at South Carolina, right, for the Gamecocks. Oh, well, and then she went to Alabama her senior uh, fifth year. She So she played three years at South Carolina, then had a red shirt, and then um, went to Alabama for her last Real time. Yeah. I mean, she's – listen – She's had a lot of things go well for her, but it's all her work ethic that's gotten her there. Like she's extremely driven player in person and um hundred percent her. No one else should take credit for where she is. Yeah, she did it herself and had some great coaches like yourself along the way at East Kentwood, Johnny. Enjoy that three AM wake up call with Team USA in Portugal tonight in the FIFA or early Tuesday morning in the FIFA World Cup and we'll talk soccer soon. Yeah, I hope uh, we're talking about us playing in the final in a couple weeks. That'll be great. Uh, John Conlon, one of our soccer insiders in studio here on the Huge Show, 3 a.m. How many people are waking up for that? Let me know at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. 
Huge here with a reminder that you can join me in the Michigan Sports Network on Wednesday, August 16th from 3 until 6 p.m. as we're broadcasting statewide live at the Coach's Corner on 7 Mile Livonia at the Fox Creek Golf Course. You can help us raise money for Folds of Honor to help children of fallen soldiers and first responders receive college scholarships that their fallen loved ones would have provided. You can also enjoy the live broadcast and 22-ounce drafts for 5 bucks. Domestic bottles are just $3.00. 75 cent bone-in wings, $2 homemade potato skins, and many more specials. Dine in only. All vets, we thank you for your service, and you'll get half off all day August 16th at the Coach's Corner on 7 Mile Livonia at the Fox Creek Golf Course. So join me there, and you can check them out online at Coach's Corner Bar and Grill of Livonia.com or go to the MichiganSportsNetwork.com website for more info. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Join the Purple Community and Van Andel Institute for the Pure Bar on the Blue Bridge experience on Wednesday night, September 6th at 7 p.m. All proceeds will benefit Van Andel Institute's biomedical research and education activities. Get more info at VII.org. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Monday broadcast with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. I did see the 2023 GLIAC football preseason coaches poll uh, came out. Ferris State, number one. This is in football. Grand Valley, two. Davenport, three. Saginaw Valley, four. Michigan Tech, five. Wayne State, six. And Northern Michigan 7. It was pretty close between Ferris State and Grand Valley in the GLIAC 2023 preseason coaches poll. Berlin Raceway is getting pumped up Thursday night. The SRX series will be on ESPN television. Berlin sold out. I think they may have a few specialty passes available. You can go to BerlinRaceway.com to find out more, but some of the biggest names in auto racing coming to West Michigan. That's pretty cool. I know Jeff Striegel will connect with him. We'll be out there a week from tomorrow night 
Battle at Berlin happens a week from Wednesday. One of the great short tracks in America in Marne, Michigan, just west of GR. Yeah, Jeff Striegel is the voice of NASCAR on the Motor Racing Network. It's race week with SRX on Thursday night. I got some big names rolling in. Johnny Benson replaced Paul Tracy. So he's a local hometown hero for Thursday night. All the race coverage there and everything you need at BerlinRaceway.com. That is BerlinRaceway.com. Johnny Benson will be in the number 10 ride. SRX Racing. That is big. Uh, Everything at BerlinRaceway.com. Biggest race in that track's history will be on Thursday night. Look at that power lineup. Tony Stewart, Marco Andretti, Bobby Labonte, Haley Deegan, Johnny Benson, Ryan Newman, Brad Keselowski, Helio Castroneves, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Ryan Hunter, Ray, and Casey Kane. That's Thursday night at Berlin Raceway. Wow. And you can watch it on ESPN. It's not hyperbole when I say that's the biggest night in short track racing in the state of Michigan history. It really is. Well done by Jeff Striegel and his crew, and I'll be there previewing the Battle at Berlin, another big race with huge names, one week from Wednesday night in Marne, just west of Grand Rapids. Again, SRX Racing Night, the lead-up and more. Follow Berlin Raceway on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also berlinraceway.com. One final note for my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you want to get that winning feeling on money lines, props, parlays, and more, you can bet on your favorite sports and take a shot at huge wins. New customers can score $150 in bonus bets instantly by betting just $5 on anything. Plus, all customers can take their winnings to the next level with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place your parlay by combining multiple bets from a single game for a shot at even bigger payouts. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up, and you'll get that $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just 5 bucks on any sport. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Thank you, John Conlon, for coming in studio today. Wonderful conversation. Superfly, you're the best in the business. If you missed any of our conversation today, just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge.